Blog Talk Radio.
Another edition of Prayer International Radio My name is Chris Herzog And I'll be your host tonight You can check us out on the web At www.prayerinternational.org You can also email us At prayer At prayerinternational.org If you need to call in The call in number is 619-638-8458 Feel free to listen in uh, We won't have a switchboard up for a few days But we should be back in there And soon and I uh, just want to thank those of you that have been listening and praying for us and supporting us. And please feel free to continue to do so. You can check out our website. We've got some daily devotionals, which actually are more uh, monthly devotionals at this point. And so check that out. Uh, we'll be adding to that soon. We also have some videos archived in there. And uh, if you want to, feel free to donate in. There's a donation page. Check that out. But no matter what, please send in your prayer request so we can continue to pray and continue to pray for us and our families. We would really appreciate that. So I just want to thank you from Prayer International for all your support. All right, let's pray. Well, Father, we just give you praise. Lord, we thank you, Father, that we get to cooperate with you. Father, we get to be about your business tonight. So, Father, we pray your kingdom come and your will be done, Lord, that you would just move in a special way, that you would just touch people in a real and genuine experience tonight, Father, that they would know your presence, they would know your love, they would know your peace, and they would know your power. Father, we thank you, Lord, that you are healing Jesus. We just declare, Father, that by your stripes, because of the blood of Jesus that was shed, it is seeking Tonight for the healing of men, the healing of women, for the healing of the nation. And Father, we just speak to those nations tonight to be open, to be open to the kingdom, to be open to the gospel of Jesus Christ, to be open to salvation. And we thank you, Father, that you're moving to and fro throughout the earth, that Lord, you are pouring out your knowledge, you're pouring out your presence. You're pouring out your glory, Father, all over the earth, just like the waters cover the sea. We thank you, Father, that we get to be a part of that. Lord, it's an honor and a privilege to serve the living God. We thank you, Father. Lord, we ask that you give us ears to hear your voice tonight. Give us hearts to obey what we hear. Give us a hunger and a thirst for your word. Give us a hunger and thirst to soak up your Bible. Soak up the scripture. Father, let us be doers of that word. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, praise God. Well, so you're tuned in to Prayer International Radio and just want to take some time. Wanted to talk about the presence of God a little bit. You know, the Bible says, Come for his presence with singing to enter his courts with praise. Let's go to Psalm chapter 100, 
and we'll see what the Old Testament has to say a little bit about the presence of God. In the middle of your Bibles, give you a moment to get there. Psalm chapter 100. says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord all you lands. Notice it says, make a joyful noise. You don't have to be an eloquent singer. You don't have to be the, you know, the choir type to get God's attention. But God says to make a joyful noise unto the Lord all you lands. That means everybody in every place. All over the earth. It says, serve the Lord with gladness and come before his presence with singing. That's how we come before his presence. We're talking about the presence of God tonight. And if you want to come before his presence, it's going to require some singing. You see, right there, before he even tells you to come before his presence with singing, he rules out any of that doubt and fear. That's going to come into your heart because you're immediately going to say, but I can't carry a tune in the bucket. Well, he says, make a joyful noise. doesn't matter how it sounds. As long as it's joyful and as long as it's a noise, God says, I'll accept it. He says, serve the Lord with gladness. The joyful and the gladness kind of go hand in hand. It's got to be a pleasant thing. It's got to be a good thing. Serving the Lord is a is a happy thing. It doesn't mean we don't go through some unhappy situations. We don't go through some trials and tribulations. Some stuff that really just has a tendency to bring us down. But it means that we find our joy in serving the Lord. That we find our motivation. We find our joy in the presence of the Lord. In fact, later on in the scripture, the Bible says that in the presence of the Lord, there's fullness of joy, and at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. Well, who's at his right hand? Jesus. That means in Jesus, there's going to be pleasures. If you're in Christ, God desires to bring pleasure into your life. And it's only going to happen in Christ. In fact, you can't even come into his presence without the blood. So let's back up a minute. In Christ, as we accept his sacrifice, we put our faith and trust in him as the door, as the mediator between God and man. As the one that bridges us to the Father. The one that gives us access, grants us access into the Holy of Holies, into his presence. It's Christ. It's the blood. You can't be good enough. It doesn't mean don't try. But it means you need the mercy of God in your life just to get in. Once you get in the door... God says, look, now now that you're in the door, now that you're in the house, now that you're in my house, God says, come before my presence with singing. Enter my courts with praise. 
Listen to this. 24 presence was singing, Know ye that the Lord, he is God. Not, and it's he that made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. See, he's the shepherd, you're the sheep. He's the God, you're the person. He's the master, you're the servant. He's the teacher, you're the student. He's in charge. He's daddy. He's father. Abba God. Not you, not me. He made us. We didn't make him. So just kind of right in the middle of the Bible, right in the middle of the Old Testament, there's a little reminder, hey, you didn't make you, God made you. Isn't it funny how we try to make God fit our image instead of our image fitting God's image? We try to make God fit into our image. So he says, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. This is how he wants us to come in. Thankful. Praise. Blessing his name. Remember last night, bless the Lord, oh my soul. Well, tonight, it's a reminder. Bless his holy name. Bless his holy name. He's holy. That means he's set apart. That means he's can't keep me compared to anything else. It means he's unique. He's one of a kind. There's a difference about God that's like no other. That's what makes him who he is. Bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures unto all generations. That was Psalm 100. There's only five verses in Psalm 100. But see, the the key there is the Lord is good. It just sums it up in verse 5. The Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. His truth endures to all generations. It means it doesn't matter if it was carved into rock or it's put on laminated waterproof paper that you can take into the shower with you in this day and age, or it's put on a computer screen or on a CD or DVD. It started out on tablets of stone and letters of of papyrusry. And now we've got it on the computer. We've got it on waterproof paper. We've got it on CD, DVD, VHS, whatever you can come up with. Digital, the Bible Gateway. Now you just get online. You, you get it sent to your phone. Why? Because His truth endures for all generations. What applied when it was written on tablets of stone still applies when it comes across your iPhone. Because His truth endures for all generations. I just want to make that little advertisement for God's truth and for his presence and say, look, 
for singing. We're talking about the presence of God tonight. We're talking about his presence. Psalm 125 says, They that trust in the Lord shall be as Mount Zion, which cannot be removed, but abideth forever. As the mountains are round Jerusalem, so the Lord is round about his people from henceforth in them forever. That's saying, look, just like the mountains surround Jerusalem, it's their defense, it's their protection. They're they're on the inside of a mountain range. And to get to Jerusalem, you've got to go through the mountain. God says, look, I can protect you. I can surround you. I can be your shield and your defense. And if anything's going to get to you, it's got to come through me. Because that's how massive, that's how good, that's how blessed and amazing God's presence is. Not only is it something that we can tangibly experience and encounter and feel and enjoy, but it's strong and it's forceful and it's a defense and it's a shield and a rock to it. We have no idea the power of God that is being exerted or, or put out there on a daily basis just to keep us intact, just to keep us in the things of God just to keep us out of harm's way. God's presence is awesome. David said, where can I go that I can flee from your presence? Where can I go, Lord? Where can I run? Where can I hide? Where can I flee? Nowhere. Why? God is everywhere. And everywhere that he's lifted up, everywhere that he's worshipped, Everywhere that he's magnified and glorified and prayed to and praised to. And when people gather two or more in his name, guess what? He shows up. Holy Spirit shows up in the midst. He makes his manifested presence known to those that fear him. The secrets of the Lord are with those that fear him. See, to many people, this presence of God is a secret. They don't know about it. Why? Because they don't glorify his name. They don't seek him out. They don't sacrifice. They don't worship. They don't give unto God. It's the glory of, of a king. The glory of God to conceal a thing. It's the wisdom of a king to search out a matter. And see, God wants to be thought like a hid treasure. He says, more precious than gold. More precious than the pearl of great price. Sought after. Just like the woman that lost the coin and she swept the whole house looking for that coin or the shepherd that loses the sheep. And he runs everywhere looking. See, we always equate that to when God's people leave him. But see, I think God wants the same type of pursuit. God wants us to pursue him with all of our hearts. David said, Lord, when you said, seek my face, my heart said, your face, the Lord, will I seek after. And when God is calling you, do you respond and say, yes, Lord, I will seek your face. Yes, Lord, I'll stop what I'm doing and pray. Yes, Lord, I will worship you because I want to sit at your feet in the presence of God. Yes, Lord, I'll take time to read your word because your words are like choice silver, apples of gold. Sweeter than a honeycomb. 
It's more precious to hear your voice, God, than to hear a thousand other words from a thousand other lips. Is that your desire? Is that how you feel towards God? Does something inside of you stir, move, and motivate, and gravitate towards the things of God? See, he says, he's drawing, the Holy Spirit is drawing and wooing, pulling and tugging on the hearts of men, the hearts of women. Why there's such a void and a vacuum going on on the inside, and things don't seem to come together all the time because you're not in step, in tune, in line, in, in alignment with the things of God. But nothing's flowing right. It's kind of like putting a stick in the spokes when you're trying to ride a bicycle. All of a sudden it comes to a screeching halt, and if you're not careful, flips over. and can be a very painful experience. Sometimes when you're out of whack with the things of God, you're off course, you're out of line, you're not doing the things that he's telling you to do. He, all of a sudden it can be a very painful experience. It can bring things to a screeching halt or even a whatever. Like the, the stick in the gears or the stick in the spokes, it just kind of mucks stuff up. You know that word muck, like dirty water, yucky, good for nothing? So it put a little dirt, a little sand in some water, and it gets mucky. All of a sudden, the whole thing's ruined. Well, sometimes our reason and our logic and our motives and our actions and our words and our responses and reactions kind of do that. Why it's important to be in line and in tune with the things of God. That way you can respond in a God-like, in a God-character kind of way. We all need improvement in this area. We all need improvement in, our, in the way we think, in the way we speak, in the way we behave, in the way we respond to others, in the way we forgive, in the way we put stuff out there, in the way that we exemplify Christ. We all need help. We all need improvement. It's progr- Life is progressive. It, it doesn't all just come to you at once. It's not like you're just born and next thing you know you're driving a car. Next thing you know you're using a walker. Next thing you know you're wearing the pen. You start off in diapers, you end in diapers. That's the cycle of life. That's how things go. Like Paul said, look, you start off having someone dress you, and you end up having someone dress you. The cycle of life. But it's what happens in between all that that makes a difference. So that you can finish strong. You finish your course. You can look God in the eye and say, I did it with all of my heart. Yeah, I had some rough moments, some rough spots. Some, some hiccups and mess ups and mistakes. But I committed it all to you. And I ran after you with all my heart. God can take that and redeem it, get glory out of it, 
So, the presence of God. Lord, you have known and made known to me the ways of life. You shall make me full of joy with your countenance. Think about that. Be strong and of good courage, fear not. Be not afraid of them, for the Lord God, he, it is he that goes with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. God is present with you always. Blessed be the Lord, my strength, which teaches my hands to warm my fingers to fight. My goodness and my fortress, my high tower, I deliver my shield in him I trust. Who subdueth my people under me? Psalm 144, 1 and 2. What am I saying? God is present with us. He's present with us. He wants us to know and recognize his presence in our lives. Praise the Lord. I lost my place. Hallelujah. I love it when that happens. Welcome to Prayer International. You're just tuning in. You've been tuned in. You can always call in if you don't have an internet signal somewhere. 619-638-8458. Website is www.prayerinternational.org. You want to get in the presence of God, prayer and worship are the key. You know how keys unlock doors? Well, do you want God's presence to come in, you want his gates to open up, enter his gates with thanksgiving in your heart, enter his courts with praise, sing, worship, pray, praise, why, it's the key that unlocks the door to the presence of God, praying, you can go chapter, chapter, the book of Acts, Constantly throughout the Old Testament and New. And you'll always see people committing themselves to God in prayer, including Christ, including Peter, including Moses, including David. Daniel. Men of God. Paul. Constantly giving themselves to prayer, giving themselves to fasting, giving themselves to the Word of God. Why? It's creating an atmosphere, it's creating an environment, it's creating a place where the presence of God and the glory of God could manifest and dwell. And in that atmosphere, in that presence, kingdom activity could take place. You see, we need to realize that. 
angels and Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the Father, residents of heaven, after staying in the presence of God continually, are not going to manifest themselves on the earth unless there's the same atmosphere. They're not going to just come down out of total bliss straight into hell just for no good reason. But when they come into the earth, just like when you go into a foreign country, there are embassies. There's embassies there. When you go to a foreign country, there's an American embassy on foreign soil. American embassy on foreign soil. And there's Holy Ghost embassies here on the earth. So when these places are set up, where the worship of God and the presence of God and the kingdom and the things of God are taking place in those places. Then all of a sudden, the hosts of heaven can come and join in and be a part of that because it's as it is in heaven and the earth. Why? Because we're creating a habitation for God's spirit, for his presence, for his angels, for him to rest, for him to take up residence here in the earth. See, it's our job to be led by the Holy Spirit once we're in Christ and take back what the devil stole. Everything that Adam and, and Eve had in the garden to start out with, that's God's intention for us. Just that presence of God, the peace and the joy and the healing and the goodness and the hell. The fruits of the Spirit, just enjoying. See, we were never intended to eat the fruit of the tree but we were intended to enjoy the fruit of the Spirit. So the enemy always gives us a counterfeit for what God originally intends for us. But praise God. Well, I don't know where we're going from here. Praise the Lord. You know, we need to learn to wait in the presence of God. We need to learn to stay with the things of God and not just jump out of the boat. Praise God. Well, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just give you praise. We thank you. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy and your grace. Lord, we just ask, Father, that you'd help us to get into a place where we can enjoy your presence, get into a place where we can hear your voice, to get into a place with our lives.
lives where we can experience the kingdom of God and, and all the wonderful blessings that you have for us. Lord, we just thank you. And we just give you praise tonight. We thank you for your holy word. We thank you for everything that you're doing, everything that you've done. Father, we ask, Lord, that you touch every man and woman tonight, that you would open their eyes to your truth, that you'd open your heart to them, you'd pour out your heart to them, as they pour out their heart to you, Jesus. Lord, I thank you, Father, for what you're doing, and Lord, I give you all the glory. I give you all the honor and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, praise God. Listen, we need to stay in the presence of God. True change only occurs in the presence of God. The only way your life's going to be transformed is when the word of God and the presence of God get a hold of your life. And begin to infiltrate your life inside and outside where you where you get the word on the inside, but you see the presence of God working on the outside and on the inside. But it's the only place that your weakness are gonna die and your and your doubts are gonna wither. Your fears are gonna wither. Why? Because in the presence of God there's an atmosphere of faith, there's a, a faith that's sparked, a faith that's produced. And not enough people stay in the presence of God for their fears and their doubts to die. For their weaknesses to to go and for strength to be imparted into their lives. See, the joy of the Lord, in the presence of the Lord, there's fullness of joy. And the joy of the Lord is your strength. And there's strength that's imparted when you get in the presence of God. When you feel his presence, listen, there's, there's a motivation Something will begin to just jump and stir on the inside of you. All of a sudden, you'll feel like you've got a second wind. The Spirit of God will quicken your mortal body, Romans says. The Holy Spirit will reward those that that trust His timing, that, that they trust Him long enough to wait. Develop the ability to be... Patient and sit patiently in the presence of God. And if you wait in this presence, you're always going to get miraculous results. It's always going to bring God results. 11 11. But if you're waiting in his presence, it's always going to bring miraculous results. Waiting on the Lord. Wait on the Lord and he will strengthen you. Right? Wait on the Lord and be of good courage. Stay long enough in his presence to hear his voice. Deuteronomy 8, 6 says, Therefore you shall keep the commandments of the Lord God and walk in his ways and fear him. Stay long enough in his presence to get motivation. 
So I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The joy of the Lord is my strength. In your presence, there's fullness of joy. You're going to meditate on those scriptures. Stay long enough in his presence for your countenance to be changed. So you just change. Matthew 17, 2 talks about Christ who was transfigured before them. His face shined like the sun. His raiment was white as light. God will change the way you appear to people when you stay in his presence. Stay in his presence. Get that strength. Isaiah forty thirty one. They that wait on the Lord will renew their strength. They'll mount up with wings as eagles. Run and not be weary. Walk and not faint. Stay long enough in his presence so that your image of God, your view of God will be changed. You'll see God in a different way. You won't see God the same anymore when you're in his presence. Stay in his presence and allow his healing to come into your life. Stay in his presence and allow the healing of the the presence of God to come in. Stay long enough in his presence and confusion will disappear. God is not the author of confusion but peace. He whose mind is stayed on me, I'll keep him in perfect peace, the Bible says. Stay long enough in the presence of God to hear his voice, to read his word, to, to, to meditate and soak up the scriptures of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. How I love your law. It is my meditation all day long. Psalm 119.97. Stay long enough in his presence to meditate on him, meditate on his word, meditate on his love, meditate on his goodness. Begin to think on those things that are good and pure and lovely. And good report. And change. Stay long enough in his presence to pray for your loved ones, to pray for your family and pray for your friends, pray for your pastor, pray for your your spiritual family and your natural family and the people that God's put in your life. Stay long enough in his presence to be an intercessor for them, to pray and lift them up to the Father. We all need this. Strength is the promise of waiting in his presence. So become entwined with God. It becomes one with God. There's nothing that you and the Holy Spirit can't handle today. Look, it's going to cost you something if you run from the presence of the Lord. It's going to cost you something if you hurry from the presence of God. But if you wait on the Lord, it'll be a good thing. It'll be a good thing. Hallelujah. So don't allow disorder in your life to stop your dreams.
find yourself a place to, to seek the Lord and to, to get into his word, to hear his voice. Begin to reach out to God. Begin to reach out to your Heavenly Father. Jesus constantly consulted the Father. Jesus was constantly seeking the Father's approval. He was constantly seeking out. He says, I only do what I see the Father doing. I only hear, I only speak what I hear the Father saying. Pray like I, I, I know the Father is telling me to pray. Why? He, he knew. And the multitude of counselors, their safety, Proverbs 11:14. Jesus had the Father and he had the Holy Spirit. And he was constantly consulting his Heavenly Father. The Son would do nothing of himself but what he sees the Father do. For what things soever he doeth, he would also do it the Son likewise. John five nineteen. So reach out and connect. Jesus was a reacher. The humility puts you in a position to reach out. Pride will put you in a position where you don't reach. But you've got to reach out to God. You've got to reach out to the Father. You've got to reach out for the Holy Spirit sometimes. You've got to reach out to Jesus sometimes. But when you do, listen, they're not short-handed. They're not slack. They don't ignore you. They don't forget you. Start reaching out in prayer. Start reaching out in worship. Start reaching out with pouring your heart out before God with your feelings and what's going on in your life. Just begin to share it with the Lord like you'd share it with a friend. And when you begin to pour your heart out to God, guess what? He's going to start pouring his heart out to you. He's going to start sharing his feelings with you. He's going to start sharing his dreams with you. And then everything changes. Everything shifts. Trust the Lord. Trust the Lord. So, Father, give us the intelligence and the humility to reach out to trust your guidance, to consult with you, to consult with the Holy Spirit, to consult with Jesus, to begin to reach out with, to our Christian brothers and sisters. Lord, put in us the desire. Just ask the Lord. Lord, put in me the desire to remain humble, to seek after you every day. Father, keep me from becoming too proud to reach. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, the Lord is good. You know, you've got to start making time for him. You've got to start reaching out. You've got to start trusting him with every situation and circumstance in your life. Listen, he won't let you down. I'm not saying you're not going to go through stuff and, and have trials and tribulations. Just begin to expect God. 
Listen, expect him to have an ear to listen to your prayers. He's got an ear to hear. He's got an eye to see. He's got a heart of forgiveness towards you. Let him begin to guide you. Isaiah 58 says, The Lord shall guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought. In drought. When there's a desert, when there's a drought, when there's nothing around, God will provide something for you. He wants to give you inner peace in your heart and inner joy in your spirit. Fill you with a tangible presence. He wants to protect you, fight your battles for you. Help you to overcome sin. He wants to heal your body and your soul. He wants to put wisdom in your life. So you can have a good, blessed life. You've got to start being God conscious. You've got to start centering your thoughts on God and scriptural truth. Start crowding out the wrong thinking in your life. Start getting God's instructions and his wisdom for the decisions you need to make in your life. Develop a personal prayer life. Set up a place to seek God. Write a prayer list if you have to. And don't just ask him all the time. Praise and thank him. What? Hang on, let's reflect. Pause and think about that for a minute. Praise God. Develop a daily Bible reading habit. It's key. It's not so you can sit around and say, look how much Bible I've read. But as you begin to meditate on the things of God, as you begin to wash your mind, all that filth and and refuse of the world, all the wrong mindsets and all those things that plague your thinking, that, that build these walls up between you and God, all of a sudden they start coming down. Develop a Bible reading habit along with a prayer life. Get godly friendships in your life. The Bible says wise company corrupts good morals. Or bad company corrupts good morals. And that we're to have wise company. He that hangs out with wise people, he himself becomes wise. That's what we need to do. And have a teachable spirit. Be reachable and be teachable. Be reachable and be teachable. And then you can be preachable. See, once somebody can reach you and they can teach you, then you can go out and preach and you can reach others. That's what it's all about. So, you know, God's presence. Don't run from the presence of God, don't hurry from it, don't get in a hurry. When you sit down to pray, don't sit there and watch the clock. Oh, did I get my hour in? Oh, how 
how long has it been? But just seek God until you're done. Just seek God. It may be five minutes. It may take five hours to say everything you need to say. But just build a relationship and pick up where you leave off the next time you take the time to get with God. Just pick it back up where you leave off. Pick up the conversation. Some of it may seem redundant and repetitive at first, but what relationship doesn't have its repetition and its redundancies and its situations? See, God wants a relationship. Relationships. Sons and daughters. See, he gave one son at Calvary to be one of the family. Family of God. Don't worry, we're not breaking out the Kool-Aid. I'm saying God's family in general, not, not as a title, but the same way the family of God. Praise the Lord. All right. Well, it's getting close. So send your prayer request in, www.prayerinternational.org. We've got a prayer request uh, part. You can just go to that, or you can send in emails at prayer at prayerinternational.org. You can also uh, call in, listen in. Once we have the chat back in, you can put your prayer request in the chat room, too. You can find us on Facebook, uh, Ustream, YouTube. I think we're still sending out Twitter. And if not, we'll we'll start that back out. But, you know, just keep praying for us, and we'll keep praying for you. And God bless you for all your support and your faithfulness. Bless you from Prayer International. We'll be back tomorrow night. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>